guys, welcome to Cut the Karma. I'm Jess. And I'm Julie. And we are two entrepreneurial sisters and mothers who are into spirituality. We're trying to do better and be better in our everyday lives, and we're sharing our journeys to inspire you to do the same. Hi guys. Hello, hello. Today we're talking about law number 11, the law of patience and reward. Nothing of value is created without a patient mindset. Patience is a virtue. (laughs) (laughs) Patience is so hard. Oh my God. But it's a necessary lesson. Mm -hmm. I think we can look back, all of us, at a very particular time in life where we had to be so patient and it like and you you have to learn how to deal with that Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i know for me is that when i'm i have to be patient it's either i'm very excited about something and i have to be patient for the arrival Mm -hmm. of a specific day or something like that or i'm i have to be patient for a test result or something medical like worrisome worrisome Mm -hmm. and speaking of worrisome i noticed when i have to be patient and it's more of a negative thing i tend to worry and i heard one time that worrying is an emotion that makes you feel productive when there's nothing you can do but just sit and wait Mm. and it is a negative um it's, that's just negative. There's nothing mm-hmm. productive about it. It doesn't do anything. It just takes up space in your mind. Yeah, you're just occupying your mind with negative reeling, yeah. worrisome thoughts over and over and over and over. Like how many times do you play the same thoughts and oh, what ifs yeah. over and over? It's yeah. like a cycle. And then what happens is that takes over everything so that I noticed that I was becoming like snappy. Oh, or yeah. like if, if someone asks for the salt you know like past the salt I beg here because I'm thinking about something else and how dare you interrupt my thought that of a worrying thought because I think that I am going to produce the answer by thinking about it and worrying right well that's a good point is that you can worry till the cows come home you will never change that outcome no of what it's answer. going to happen whatever is going to happen is for your highest good even if it's a really really hard thing you have to climb through yeah that's right you know yeah it's like it's you know for example when i was pregnant with zoe um we did i'm i don't even know the words for it at all the medical words but we I got my blood taken at 11 or 12 weeks to see the gender but also because I was 36 at the time I was pregnant and they actually they tell you that you're very geriatric yeah they teach you (laughs) it's ridiculous they treat you like you're extremely old and they needed to check the baby's cells and and everything in the baby to see if it's healthy or not and um, just waiting for that result, you know, I think that was like 
uh, I don't even know, it's 24 or 48 hours, you get the results. Well, my results didn't come for four days. And I'm like, why is it taking extra time? Because you are you just assume that your baby's going to be healthy and okay. So then you just get really excited for the gender, mm-hmm. you know? And we set up like the gender reveal party and this and that. And here we had to push back the gender <laughs> reveal party, I think three, uh, yeah, maybe like four three times, times. Um, because we, I didn't find out those results if my baby was okay for 11 and a half weeks. Oh, okay. So when you hear that it's going to come in two, 24 to 48 hours and you don't hear for 11 and a half weeks and in between, I had to get multiple tests done because they were saying that my baby's cells weren't growing correctly in the Petri dish for them to do the next step in the next test to see. And they were telling me basically something was wrong with my baby. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the lengths of it. And I had to go and talk to many genetic counselors. And then I had to get the amniocentesis done where they put the needle in your belly and mm-hmm. uh, different, I had to keep going back and getting ultrasounds done and deep ultrasounds and the ones that go up your vagina. And I had oh. to get so many things done to me during that three month long wait. and. They kept saying, okay, you're going to get the answer now in another week. And every time I thought they would call me and say, I'm sorry, but the cells are growing too slow. So you're going to have to wait two more weeks or whatever it was. And we didn't know if we were going to have to terminate the pregnancy, if like on how bad it was going to be. We didn't know if I would have a miscarriage at five months we didn't know if the baby was going to have Down syndrome. We we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we it just all signs were kind of pointing to something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, my one doctor said that this happened to her for both of her children. And both of her children were more than beautiful and healthy. And that was something that I was holding on to really hard. But during that time the the lesson with patience was extremely hard and my husband was like a walking monk with it and i and i think it, it may have been different cuz i'm connected differently cuz yeah. the baby's inside of me and my hormones and all this kind of stuff but i was also kind of in awe of him but also a little bit angry like yeah. how are you not freaking out this yeah. is your kid you know uh-huh. um but with him he just kept saying julie there's nothing to worry about until there's something to worry about and i wanted to talk about like okay well what if we're faced with you know and i know that everyone here listening you may judge me by saying this but I needed to talk to my husband by saying like, well, what if our kid has X, Y, and Z? What are we going to do? Yeah, like weighing because, options. Yeah, because I think that, you know, some people don't really need to have that talk. Like, well, of course, we're going to have the baby no matter what, you right. know, or whatever. But I needed, we needed to have very long in-depth conversations of what was going to happen. And Mike was like, Julie, I can't sit there and write out all the 10 different variables and, and options and results that could possibly happen and talk about what I would do if it's not a solid answer yet. Because if it's not a solid answer, I truly don't, my feelings and emotions on it 
aren't going to be as um, heavy and deep as when I know it, it's an exact answer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, like you could guess how you're going to react yeah, or you what guess. decision you're going to make, but you will really not know how you're going to react until you get put in that position. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get and, that. Yeah, so that was... You know, that would make my blood boil, but I'd have to be patient on that as well because Mike was forcing me. So the test results were forcing me to be patient. And then my husband, who is my ride or die, we're with each other through thick and thin. He was not willing to go there either. Mm. So it was really actually very healthy for me. Mm -hmm. I could have gone down the road of being furious and mad at him and turned it into this huge thing. But I really, actually, he became my foundation and taught me how to be patient in a healthy way. Mm, And I really, really thank the heavens that I had him because Mm -hmm. um, I think that I could have gone down a really dark path. Well, your mind is a scary thing. And once you start spiraling down in those negative, worrisome emotions and thoughts and feelings... I mean, sometimes it's really hard to get out of them. Oh, yeah. So to have that support there of Mike not letting you spiral and not letting you go down there Mm -hmm. is huge because, I mean, who knows what would have happened if you did that? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, but I think that's just, that it is. That's the power of patience and that's Mm -hmm. the power of, of trusting the universe, trusting what is meant for you will come to you is for you at the right divine timing at the right timing yeah and And you know what's funny i'm sorry no go ahead um you know what's the worst is when you see on someone's face they're going for it and they're talking and then you interrupt and their face just drops i just did that to jess (laughs) it's fine sorry i'm sorry um so I have to be more patient to we let that, you finish. I feel like we do that to each other all the time because we get so like revved up in these conversations and we're just like staring at each other. Like <laughs> we sit like a foot away from each other and we're like, and this and this and yeah, we're like going back and forth. I but know. No, I don't know fine. if you guys can hear our passion, but we're always very passionate behind it. Sometimes when I listen to the podcast back, I sound like flat soda. And I'm just like, I was so passionate during that. How do I sound like this uh, yeah. when my body was this way when I was doing it? Well, that's the thing. You guys don't get to see what we look like because yeah. we are very loud talkers with our hands. Our eyes are popping and our eyes. Our bodies are going. I know. Um, but so the the thing, the funny thing is... I remember I had a psychic reading and I I actually, honestly, I talked about a psychic reading in the last episode and this was in the same exact psychic reading. I get a psychic reading done maybe once every two years. Um, But uh, so during that same psychic reading, I said, do you see pregnancy for me? And she says, yes, I do. And she paused and she says, however... I see a healthy and happy pregnancy in the month of October. And Mm. do you know when I got those test results? It was in October. It was in October where I could finally sigh and Zoe is perfectly healthy. Wow. And And you had her in February. So you had had maybe like four, what, four months of actually enjoying your pregnancy. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but you know... Surrender. 
You want to talk about surrender? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then that's just, so when we were talking about this law, like the word that kind of jumped out at us was surrender mm-hmm. and how learning how to surrender and just letting kind of letting go is probably one of the best things that you can do for yourself in your life. My friend and I, we um, say drop the oars. One of her slogans is drop the oars. And um, she always had a past of in a canoe with her oars going upstream and it being, and, and she wouldn't, she was going against the natural flow and energy because she wanted to know the answer or wanted to know you know, whatever it was. And she always says, you know what? I learned to trust. And I think of myself as dropping the oars and letting the canoe mm. go with the current of the water mm-hmm. and, and flowing with it instead of going upstream and battling against it, right. you know? And I love that. And I think about her often. Another visual I think about a lot with surrender is if you put your hand out in a very loose like cup is mm-hmm. this what i'm doing uh-huh. and you pour sand <laughs> is this what i'm doing yeah, you're coming you're coming and you pour sand in it and you let your hand just hold the sand very loosely the sand will not slip through your fingers or come out of the palm of your hand but if you then grip that sand super tight and make a fist that sand is going to pour out the cracks of your fingers and out the sides of your palm. Mm. And I don't remember where I saw or heard this visual, but it was years ago and I always remember it. You can't choke out your your life, the results, mm. the mm. you can't you can't force something to happen because when you force it, you lose it. Yeah. So you have to be patient and surrender and loosely hold it and let life bring you in the direction that it needs to go and for your highest good. Yeah. That's such a cool visual to apply. Even like with people, you cannot force somebody to do something. No. You cannot keep them in the yeah. same place. You can't force them. You can't control them. Nothing. You, or you'll lose them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's they'll this, go in the opposite direction. Yeah, they'll go in the opposite direction. I mean, that's it's so yeah, wow. And then another thing that I learned about patience is um, my I hired a life coach coach slash business coach. Um, I don't even know four or five years ago. And one thing that she told me was you find the way on the way. Mm. And I love that because it allows you to enjoy the journey and not not um, put so much stock in the destination. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, the destination is always just another pinpoint in your journey mm-hmm. because you're never arriving somewhere mm-hmm. and always staying there. Right. That's right. You know, and so you find the way on the way as soon as you take your next step out into the abyss of, of what you feel is nothing when you're trying to find the answer, mm-hmm. your next breadcrumb falls in front of you, your next step, and you can take another step. Mm-hmm. And so when you trust yourself and have patience and surrender and believe that you have your own back and the universe has your own back, you find the answers on the way. 
It's so true. Isn't it? That's, it can be yeah. very frustrating, and but that, it's the truth. And that's something that's been coming up in my life lately and that I've been talking to Julie about. And Julie keeps reminding me of that saying, like, you find the way on the way. Because a lot of us get all caught up in, like, the how. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to do this? How is that going to happen? How am I going to make that work? But it's like, you just have to start. You don't need to worry about the how. You just have to start. Take mm-hmm. that first step. And then the way, right, those paved stones will show up for you as you are moving through, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, yeah and it, it is. It, all, it really all comes down to trusting, mm-hmm. trusting, trusting yourself, trusting the universe, trusting that your time, everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. in your life. That um, quote, Spirit reminds me of a lot during sessions too. So what happens, and I think I talked about this before, but um, spirit can only use what I know in my brain. So they pull up a lot of quotes that I know, and I probably botch them because I can't even talk about them on the podcast. So <laughs> my clients are probably like, uh, I, I don't understand. Like, no, but, spirit told me before I told you. So right, that's why I was able right, to tell you exactly word for word. It's true. But like they'll pull up quotes that I was once told or that I read before or and you know, they'll pull it up to the surface and the, and they'll highlight it and be like, say this to this person because it's going to help them. And so that is actually a quote that is, um, I wouldn't say super popular, but it comes up for the right people yeah. that need to hear it. And we all have to, are facing something in our life that we have to be patient about. And we forget, sometimes we feel so alone and think like that we're the only one facing these emotions. But Every person you talk to, Mm. shake hands with, are experiencing something like that. And a lot of people think, like, for you, for example, you're the queen of self-care. You do, you know, you're teaching that. You you are that. You embody that. But you probably still get tripped up sometimes on it. And same with me. You know, I teach spirituality. So I think people think that, like, I don't go through tough things because I always have spirit there. And I always this and I always that. But I'm still so human. And it's a fact of life that we all have to go through lessons. And the lessons, I think, one of the largest is patience and emotion. It's not. What is patience? Uh, what would you categorize? No. Patience is a virtue. I know, but like, it's what a, would you categorize that like, as? Not like a characteristic, not like a emotion or feeling, a embodiment, a... Um, I don't even know, but if you guys know what I'm trying to say, like, I feel like patience is always uh, injected into every life lesson that we... are trying to learn from i agree you know right patience is always a part of it a part of every every lesson lesson. because every lesson takes time yeah so yeah well that's a pretty good one that was deep um all right so the next lesson we or law we're talking about is the last law it's number 12 the law of of significance and inspiration the best reward is the one that contributes to the whole. Um, and guys, we are coming up to the end of our karmic laws. So tell us what you want next in season two. 
what do you want to hear? What do you want to know about? I, I mean, we have people that we would like to interview, but what else? What are you looking for? Because we are coming back for season two. We don't know what's going to happen after that, <laughs> but season two is definitely coming. And so just let us know what your wants are. And we're here for you guys, you know? Like, we, we definitely want to hear hear from you. It's fun wanna... for us, but we're here for you. Right. So, bye guys. Bye.